Welcome back. This is episode six, I think, of Interested in Music podcast. Um, this is the sixth episode I've recorded and edited, but, you know, I might mix it up. I might put it in a different order. Um, that's just the kind of fun, crazy guy I am, and that's the sort of podcast I run. Um, this week, I was joined by my pal, Nick Tofani, um, at One Trick Tofani on Twitter. Um, we had a really good time chatting despite a number of technical issues because we're both stupid idiots um, we were both very sick during this podcast recording and I had to edit out a lot of cough, uh, coughing um, but we had a good time, it was fun Nick and I have got very similar taste in music so we had a really good time and hopefully the chat will be something that will be interesting to listen to um, Nick hasn't given me a charity to um, sponsor the podcast with this week so this week Sponsor, uh, the episode is sponsored by supporting your local um, animal rescue shelter. Um, I'm thinking particularly of Battersea because that's a big one here. But obviously, if you're listening from further afield than uh, England, then you may pick a different one, I guess. But give money to cats and dogs. They need it. Um, and without further ado, let's find out if Nick is interested in music. introduction so who are you what do you do tell us about yourself hi my name is nick i talk sometimes uh i make jokes on occasion but they're not good uh and i draw i'm an illustrator um and you make t-shirts on occasion i do i I do make t-shirts on occasion and yeah i do do. like it's real sleazy (laughs) with it your your fetish is just like reinstating what people do for a living yeah yeah you you make t-shirts oh you're creative in your spare time oh aren't you aren't you bad boy you like to doodle Mm. (laughs) well i mean i have two of your t-shirts and a mug with one of your drawings on so yeah great i'm glad to hear it glad to hear you're such a fan really appreciate it thank you for the support well you know you've got to support your your not so not so local arts (laughs) exactly i mean i i've always liked your drawings and it's cool to be able to have cool drawings on a t-shirt so thank you you've always and if i can help you while i'm doing it then win 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 hell yeah Uh, you i put it back into the community (laughs) there we go exactly yeah there you go. It all comes full circle. You're such a... What's the word? Altruist. Uh, uh, I was going to say entrepreneur, but that's not the word. Ag- I mean, both. Again, maybe. again, the public school system fails me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there one Someday. day. Some podcast free is us knowing what words mean. <laughs> it's a new podcast where we learn what words yeah. mean. What words are we? Tom and Tafani. What? Um, <laughs> yeah, talking to funny. <laughs> that's that's the podcast. No, I'd listen. I mean, I'd star. Man, as I, have, I keep coming up with great names for bad podcasts. I mean, you say bad, but the the coffee mm. boys or what was it? Uh, down with the sickness. It's going to be a great. Yeah, podcast. down with the sickness. <laughs> down with the sickness <laughs> podcast where we just talk about different types of illnesses. Right. Um, let's um, let's do the first music question. Are you ready? Are okay. you prepared? Yes. I'm I don't have my list in That's front fine. of me, so it'll this, be surprising. I mean, you this should me. be the same answer every time you answer it, I guess. Oh, I'm I'm always ready. Yeah. yeah I like that. <laughs> so um, 
What was the first album you ever bought? Uh, first album I ever bought. I try. I I think what it was was. Uh, fuck. Can, what did I? Because <laughs> it's weird. My memory is kind of a blur with the first album I ever bought. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it was it was Green Day. Oh, interesting. I think and or it was. It was it was Green Day or, or Weezer. That's the thing, because like there was a weird sort of blur with that. It was either like American Idiot, which might have actually been given to me as a birthday g- or like a Christmas yeah. gift, or it was uh, Weezer's Blue album. What I think was which which one from, do you prefer? Which one do I prefer? Um, you know that's weird to say because I you know I can I can always go back to Blue album and enjoy it. But I was so into American Idiot for the longest time. I was, like, obsessed with that album. Yeah, I loved it at the time when yeah. it came out. Because I really liked... Um, I, I think I got into Green Day through international super hits. And then when they came mm-hmm. out with American Idiot, it's, like, such a different sound. And lots of people who I guess were, like, ardent Green Day fans were like, oh, I don't know about this. But me as, like, a 14-year-old or something was very much into that sound. Yeah, I, I remember that album coming out and uh, listening to it, and that was the first album that I've ever experienced where it's just like they had a section where each song goes into the next one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I guess they called it just one song in itself, but I was so into that. Like, I was I was way into, like, just each song blending into the next one. Yeah. And I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. What song? It was Jesus of Suburbia, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Jesus of Suburbia. I think there was another one on there that did that too, but uh, it wasn't yeah. as long. Yeah, uh, I feel like that one was Homecoming, um, possibly. Yeah, it might have been Homecoming. Yeah, it might have been Homecoming. Um, and I remember uh, that song Boulevard of Broken Dreams and being like, "Well, this really speaks to me. <laughs> I too walk alone to my fucking school bus." I'm a sad little baby. <laughs> I feel like we all empathised with it, though. We all felt like we were Billy Joe Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for just a moment, we were all green. So we all walked alone, and we all needed to wake up when September ended. Yeah, yeah that's exactly right. Because that's when school starts here in America. Um, but, yeah, I remember... Uh, Fucking, uh, my brothers, they were really into uh, Green Day. They had, like, Dookie posters and everything. And I I thought that was cool. And I remember hearing uh, Welcome to Paradise. I think that was the first Green Day song I ever heard. And I was like, this is so great. Like, I don't know what masturbation is, but hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like early Green Day is... It's funny, isn't it, how they had that transition. It's like, we get stoned and jerk off all the time. And then suddenly it's like, but also we're going to take down the government. (laughs) Now we we still get stoned and jerk off, but fuck you, President. Yeah, fuck like, fuck you, President Bush. It's it's such a strange thing for them to totally 
reimagine themselves, but actually I feel like they nailed it with that album. Yeah, they did, but then every album after that, at least in my opinion, has not been super No, great. no, ever since that album. I feel like they have been trying to make that album again and be yeah, as which culturally they shouldn't relevant be doing. again. It's like, if, if you're going to reinvent yourself, do it over and over. Don't just do it once and then stick with that formula. Because I feel like that worked in 2004 for a reason, but it wouldn't necessarily yeah. work in 2008, 2012, but they keep fucking trying it. That album was, like, a major success, though. They had a musical made for that album, which was fucking wild. Yeah, it's insane. Like, yeah, like, that's nuts. It's crazy um, how big it blew up, and it took them, like, everyone knows Wake Me Up When September Ends. Everyone knows Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Everyone knows American Idiot. I feel like... Yeah. I mean, I feel like people who like the music we like will know Basket Case and When I Come Around and... Absolutely, dude. When I come around is one of my all-time favorite songs, though. I, fucking, oh, I love that song. I love that. Oh, it's song my so favorite Green Day song by a mile. Oh wait, wait! I remembered the first album I actually bought. Oh wow! Oh my god! I can't! I can't believe I fucking forgot. Uh, so I was on. Uh, I was at the airport as a kid, and they had and I. I There's like this magazine, Spin Magazine. Yeah. I don't know if it's still in publication. I want to say that it is. I'm sure it is. Um, then, if you want to say it, it must be. It must be. Uh, I I don't know. Um, but it had like one of those free demo CDs inside yeah. that like just came with uh, a bunch of different music on it, uh, like a, like single tracks, uh, and it was just one mixtape. Yeah. But the first song on the album was "Evil" by Interpol. Nice. Uh, and that was the only <laughs> song I listened to on that album. I just put that like I put it in my CD player that I had, and I just put it on loop. Uh, I don't even know if people still have CD players. I mean, I mean they still have vinyl fucking record players, so probably. Some people will. Know. Or maybe it's not retro enough yet. Yeah, but uh, Evil by Interpol was, like, my fucking jam. Do that, you like and it? And eventually... still, still listen to them. Oh, absolutely. I still love Interpol. Their last album that came out, I think Matador was the name? Or no, El Pintor. El Pintor. That was the name of the album. Matador, I think, is their, like, record label. Uh, El Pintor, uh, that was a great album. That was it was honestly really good. The album before that, I don't remember the name. I I think it was a self titled album. Not great. Yeah. But every other album has been pretty solid. I am. Um, I feel like I, I, Interpol were one of those who I always felt like I should be into more than I was, but maybe I never really gave them the time that I could have done to really get into them. Hmm. Yeah. I I would recommend listening to the album uh, Antics like front to back because that's that's a very good album in my opinion I will give it a try solid stuff I am I take your recommendation seriously to be honest thank you thank you I appreciate that uh yeah so I mean that's the first one I remember but I can talk about fucking uh (laughs) American Idiot for like hours on end (laughs) so (laughs) when you got do, do you remember going and buying Green Day or was it like you said it was a gift right yeah, I remember, um, well, that's the thing, like, I'm not really sure, my memory's being weird about that, uh, I think it's trying to, like, block it out, maybe there's some horrible memory r- with it, um, that I'm not... <laughs> Don't try and press too hard. Uh, I'm, I'm repressing <laughs> my buying that album at a store. Podcast 4 um, is just me, like, counselling you for this terrible... <laughs> <laughs> We don't do any of the other questions that you have ready. It's just you canceling me about listening to Green Day. And trying to subtly ask the other questions during it. Yeah, just subtly. Very subtle and only like two seconds. <laughs> yeah.
the next question, Nick, is what was the last album you got? Okay. Okay, well, well, I mean, let's not, let's just say the last one I bought, like the last one I spent real money on. on. And that was uh, Jeff Rosenstock's Worry. just came out I, won't, I think last year but I didn't actually own a physical it came out pretty late last year I want to say uh, but I didn't own a physical copy until like pretty late yeah like this until like a few months ago as I was just yeah. saying it's um yeah I'd never heard of Jeff Rosenstock until you um, told me to listen to him and <laughs> that album is fucking really good it's so different yeah Oh yeah, it's it's really great. He he doesn't have like the best singing voice, but yeah. I I really like it. Uh, and that album, uh, as I was saying before, with the uh, the whole Green Day, like the songs that go into the next one, he does that on this album. But like the songs actually have titles to them, so it's just uh, like one song into the next, into the next, into the next, and it's it's just like a great fucking like I want to say like ten minute fucking thing of just songs yeah. going into each other. I, yeah. I think it's such a cool album and I think like um, so many like different genres going on in there like I'll be listening to it and I'm thinking this is a punk record and then I'm like oh no it's there's some acoustic songs and then I'm like oh no there's he's a ska band now and now he's screaming I'm like what is this guy doing he's there's so much going on and everything just seems yeah, to blend together crazy. so nicely as well yeah I, I bought his album at a at a show of his that I went to yeah. and he at one point of the show he just kind of disappeared off stage and we were just like, where'd he go? And then he just showed up, like, right behind me, just playing saxophone. Just, like, <laughs> standing on a little podium, just playing saxophone. And I was like, this is the greatest fucking show. <laughs> this is so good. Yeah, and he's really good at saxophone, too, apparently. Uh, but from what I know about Jeff Rosenstock, and, like, I have limited knowledge. I, I, I love his music, but I don't really look into artists yeah. all that much. Um he uh he was kind of a self like he was self like independent artist for a while and he would just do his own shows and like book his own shows he did everything himself like make his cds all that stuff and he just went on tour constantly yeah. and within the last two three years i think he finally got on a record label and uh i mean his quality and like production value of the music has gone up insane mm. like an insane amount before it was mostly just like ska oriented or like kind of acoustic-y like emo stuff yeah. I, it, it's it's weird to describe um but uh i think it was 2015 he came out with an album called um uh we cool yeah and that was also a very good album uh and this album that came out after worry uh like literally the next year is also really fucking great um, and I was hoping he'd make one this year, but it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. He seems to be very um, rapid with his production. Like, they seem to come out at least every other year, but often more than that. Like, so he's just constantly making stuff. 
uh, but he's he's been touring a lot, so no album really came out this year for him uh, that I know yeah. of, unless he just does like a surprise drop album. But this year has just been this year yeah. has just been constant touring. I don't think he's taken a single break from touring. That seems and, possible. Like with that's him, to usually be fair. what his music is. He's just always, always, always on yeah. tour. Then um, I, I mean, I don't complain. I get to see him. Uh, I went to I went to a show of his yeah. uh, back in because I saw him twice this year. <laughs> and the first time I saw him this year, I went to uh, a show uh, at this venue yeah. called the Sinclair. Oh no, no, it wasn't the Sinclair. It was at um, God, I can't remember the place. It was like this really kind of sleazy nightclub, but they started doing uh, shows there, like smaller shows. Um, and yeah, uh, so I, I went to this show um, that I can't remember the name of the venue. And uh, I have I've never crowd surfed before, and uh, yeah, and I was like, oh man, like, and it was after Jeff Rosenstock said it was the oh, band after nice. him, which was the Menzingers, which are also a great band. Um, but I like Jeff Rosenstock more personally. Uh, and I was right. like, oh man, I want to crowd surf because I had a few drinks and I was ready to I was ready to party, um, and I was pretty drunk, and I was there by myself. I was just like hanging out pretty drunk and uh so i go to fucking crowd surf because i've never done that and they bring me to the railing part and it was then that uh well after that i realized that they don't really have uh because they just started doing shows so they don't really have a staff made for like catching people or anything like bouncers or whatever so yeah. <laughs> i was like six nice. feet up in the air and i got <laughs> okay. dropped over this railing onto the concrete floor and I just like smashed my ribs, and I think I think I broke like four ribs. Fuck. And I was just like, ah, but I was really drunk, so I didn't feel it that much at the time. Uh, and <laughs> so I, they dragged me to the back. Uh, they dragged me to the back of this place, <laughs> and this really like sleazy ponytail dude comes out of nowhere wearing like a big trench coat, and he just looks at me. He's like, "Hey." uh... Hey, are you, are you okay? Can you sign some papers? And I'm like, I'm not gonna sue you guys. Like, it was my own, it was my own choice to just do that to cross. Like, oh, are you sure? Like, you, you sure you're not gonna press charges? And I'm like, no, God, Jesus. And then the show promoter came out and he's like, Oh, I can get you free tickets to any show you want. Just email me here. And I'm like, Okay, cool, thanks. <laughs> well, any show that they put on, and it turns out they don't put on a lot of great shows. Um, so I was, I was lucky to get to that one, I guess. Um, yeah, I think I did use that eventually <laughs> to go to a sorority noise show. Uh, and that was, yeah, sorority noise was great live too. Uh, so I did that. Oh, nice. But oh, then, uh, I got to, um, I met Jeff Rosenstock cause he was wandering the backstage too. Uh, and I took a picture with him and like the picture is just like me giving a really weak thumbs up with like, nice. with my left hand. And then my right arm is like, or no, it was, it was my right hand giving the thumbs up. And then my <laughs> other arm was like. And I was, like, leaning on Jeff Rosenstock because I couldn't even hold myself up. I was, like, in just so much pain. And my other arm has, like, an ice pack to the side of my body. Just like, <laughs> I'm dying. It's yeah, like the most rock and yeah, roll was, And then, uh, fucking two, the two other guys in his band, the drummer and the bassist come over. And, like, they're like, oh, man, what happened to you? And I'm like, oh, no, I just, I explained what happened. And I was like, you guys are great. You're so good on the drums, man. The guy's like, thanks. And I was in so much fucking delirious pain. I'm like, man, you're really good at guitar. And the bassist got so offended, he just walked right out of the fucking room. And I was like, okay, my bad. (laughs) Nice. Uh, (laughs) Man, your your bass is so bad. It sounds like a fucking guitar. So tell that bassist he sucks. Um, Yeah. uh, Oh, God. It was, yeah, that, that that was a pretty wild night. 
All right. All right. Well, what's what's the next question? What are you listening to at the moment? And I know what I want you to answer with because uh, you said some bands and I mm. listened to one of them and fucking loved it. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do you want me to just talk about that band? Then? Uh, you talk about whatever you like, but you also okay. Know what I'll, I I'll mention say. the other bands and then we can just talk about the the one that you're really into. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of different things, mostly. Uh, I've been listening to Electric Guest, which are pretty good. They started off as kind... I, I don't really know how to describe them. It's it, they're, they're good. Take my word for it. Uh, Remo Drive, very emo, like, very new emo band, kind of emo revival sort of shit. It's great. Yeah. Uh, but they're not... I mean, they're very poppy, too. It's it's good. Um, Open Mike Eagle, his new album's great. Uh, I only just recently got into Sufjan Stevens. Like, everyone yeah. talks about him all the time, like, how fucking great he is and everything, and I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. And I've always seen the album Illinois, or, like, come on, bring the Illinois, or whatever. And yeah. uh, I was just like, okay, that sounds neat, very hipster, wow. And I only just recently listened to that album, and it's, it's fucking, that's a really good album. Like, holy shit. Right. I've also been listening to this guy, uh, Alex Cameron, who does, like, his music is very 80s synthy, kind of very... It's fucking creepy, but the lyrics are really funny. Uh, yeah. Like, he's just a big sleaze bag. It, that's pretty much his whole <laughs> motif, is just he's a big sleaze bag. And he does, like, his albums are, like, character portraits of this, like, dude who just hits on girls on the internet and, like, <laughs> tries to, like, get with them. Uh, and he's just a big fucking scummy dude. And it's, it's really funny and just great music. Uh, but the band that you, I know you want me to talk about, and I want to talk yeah. about as well, because I love this band. Uh, Charlie Bliss. Charlie yeah. Bliss is so fucking good, dude. So good. I'd never heard of them. And, you know, like, I listened to the first track on, on off that album, uh, Guppy, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, her voice is high-pitched. And yeah, then I was like, this is a little... For, for, like, ten seconds, I was like, oh, that's not the voice I was expected to hear with this band. And then suddenly I was just like... But this voice is perfect, and I love this band. Like right away, first track. It her her voice is very uh, well. The voice she uses to sing with for that band most of the time is like a very like nasally sort of like high pitchy sort of voice thing going on. Yeah, it's very nineties is the yeah. best way to describe it. Like the way she Definitely. sings is very nineties, uh, and just their music is just so much fun, and just like the lyrics yeah. are so weird, and it's just, it's just all around just great composition and just great songwriting honestly yeah i think they're amazing i think they're really cool and that's their first album isn't it yeah like they've what they've they've got a couple of eps but it's just that one is the first one and i'm like i'm is i feel like it's only just been released maybe it's this year isn't it uh yeah it just came out uh this year i believe um, it's just a great album, and they've been like releasing music videos for a bunch of songs off that album. I think they have four music videos so far for that album, 
and I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's well. yeah <laughs> I don't know if it's their plan to like do a music video for every song on that album but I would not complain I'd be I'd be so into that I'd be into but that. they're one of those they're one of those bands that you can just tell that they enjoy being a band like they just have fun being a band yeah they're they're so yeah for sure they just they there's something about them it just is so enjoyable all the way through and every song it's all kind of got that same like you say it's got that kind of 90s fuzzy sort of pop punky sort of aesthetic all the way through it but there's it's something just more enjoyable about it yeah yeah for sure um it's they they're not like angsty or anything they just, no, they're just like having a good time. Yeah, it's, and like some of the lyrics are quite angsty in places, but the way it's delivered is just in a kind of a like a light-hearted sort of. They don't take themselves too seriously. Yeah, it's it's so it's it's crazy because like um, they they don't take themselves seriously, and like their lyrics aren't like sad or like they're not exactly self-deprecating. It's just kind of poking yeah. fun at themselves and uh, yeah. Just like being someone who's like madly in love with somebody and like that unrequited love. And like the song Scare You is about uh, just loving someone so much and you don't want them to be with anyone else, but you don't, you also don't want to scare them away with yeah. like just how much you love them. So you're afraid to. <laughs> is that the it. song where she's like saying how she wants to hug them, but she's worried she'll hug them too tight and like break their bones? Yes, exactly. That's so, it's so creepy. It's so, so creepy. Good. It's so good. Yeah. But like, I mean, who hasn't had that feeling before? Am I right? It's just like, <laughs> who hasn't just squeezed someone to death? Um, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, I, I love songs that you can just. I, I listen to music mostly for the lyrics. So like, yeah, me too. Songs that like you can just like really relate to the lyrics, or just mm. like get something out of them are my favorite typically. And songs like about unrequited love or just being afraid that like you're show you love the person more than they love you and yeah. just ruining that just because you're you're afraid to show someone how much you love them because you're afraid it'll fuck everything up yeah um or just like admiring them from afar but you're afraid to make a move that sort of shit yeah yeah oh, all man. about that it just their songs are very nervous and like anxiety and it's just it's great I'm sure they're yeah. like not like that at all in person, but they're fuck. probably all impossibly cool. Oh, for sure, for they sure. They nail the the uh, the sound and the feeling. I think they're just an adorable band. Honestly, they're just they're just a really fucking they're a cute band. They're a cute yeah. cute band. <laughs> cute little band. They're a cute little band. Mm. Kicking lyrics right through your brain when you hear this sign, you'll be right as rain. Um, uh, what was the best show you've ever seen? Uh, I now kind of want to say the show where I broke my ribs, but um, <laughs> I uh, best show I ever went to was uh, <laughs> Manchester Orchestra with Brand New. Um, yeah, that was just fucking incredible. It was um, it was on the day of my birthday, uh, like I want to say three years ago maybe. Um, right. And it was at this brewery in the middle of like Cooperstown, New York, which is in like middle of nowhere apparently. Uh, yeah. But it's near the Baseball Hall of Fame, as I was told several times. People were like, hey, you should go to the Baseball Hall of Fame. And I said, yeah, I'll, once I start liking baseball, I'll do that. <laughs> um, and uh, it was at this brewery, and they were like releasing a beer that was like brand new themed. Uh, I don't nice. remember the name of it, but it was like a beer help that was helped made by brand new and this brewery i guess has done that in the past like they have a line of uh game of throne beers that <laughs> i i haven't had or anything but 
Yeah. So it was just like free beer that you got, and you got to listen to music on a lawn, and they just had the bands come out and play. So I was That's just like, cool. I was just sitting in the grass, just like really drunk and listening to Manchester Orchestra, brand new. And I love both those bands like so so much. Uh, Manchester Orchestra is probably the best live band I've ever seen. Like yeah. instrumentally and like just their levels and everything are just I, I don't know shit about music, but I just how they sound live is better than the album. Like yeah. nine times out of ten. Or ten times out of ten, because I haven't seen them sound worse than they do on an album. Um like it's it's I you don't you don't get that a lot. You don't get bands that sound better than they do when you hear them on like Spotify or like fucking yeah. whatever you're listening to them on. Uh, it's it's crazy and they they always like put little extra into their songs and shit like they'll go into like guitar riffs and everything and i just love brand new because they're just they're sad music they're just fucking sad and angsty and i love that shit everyone talks to me about brand new now since i started doing this everyone fucking wants to tell me everyone loves brand brand new new. yeah everyone loves brand new it's just that's the different podcast is who does everyone love? Brand new. <laughs> brand new. Um, this is the podcast where we only talk about brand new. Yeah. Uh, which is what this podcast is becoming. But Manchester Orchestra are fairly new to me. Mm. I'd, I hadn't heard of them until maybe six months ago, I would say. Uh, Dimitri saw them and I saw on his Instagram story that he was seeing Manchester Orchestra. And I was like, that doesn't look like an orchestra. Yeah. Who's that? Yeah, when I heard the name the first time, I remember thinking, like, oh, are they, like, an orchestra? Like, wow. I I used to take band names very literally. Uh, (laughs) I didn't think I did, but it turns out I do. Yeah, I I recall being, like, uh, I want to say, like, 10 years old, waiting in the car, and... On my, the radio was on, and they're like, "Up next, we'll be having bare naked ladies in the studio." And I'm like, <laughs> "Why are there naked ladies? In the, what does that accomplish? Like, why are there naked on the radio? <laughs> on the radio? Why are they naked ladies? Are they interviewing them? This is weird." Yeah, nice. And I, I don't know. I, I'm a dumb person, so it's probably all there is to it. Uh, but yeah, it's it's kind of um, they're they're just a great band and. Their keyboardist left, uh, I think, earlier this year, which is too bad because he was like probably my favorite part of that band because he just got so fucking into playing the keyboard and he just like <laughs> jam on it super hard. Nice. Just yeah. always have a smile on his face, and I love that. I love it when like people show how much they are into what they do. Yeah, I really like that. Um, I, I can't remember what album it is I listened to. I feel like it's the new one I listened to. Mm. Um, uh, I'm like a virgin losing a child. Like a virgin losing a child. Yeah, it's that... not a new album at all. It's like ten years old. <laughs> yeah, that album's pretty old, but uh, yeah, it's a great album. Great album. Really good album. I liked it a lot. Very good. Yeah, it's it was really good. That that was one of those albums that had a song on it that like I would just listen to on repeat. Um, yeah, and when when I heard that album the first time. I was working at this summer camp, and uh, my boss there had good taste in music, and that was one of the albums he had on his computer. And I listened to that song, like this one song on it. What was the name of that song? I think it was uh, Don't Let Them See You Cry. I think that was the song that really got me. See you cry When the dam breaks down and the city is covered in water I believe we fly When the man takes shape and I doze off on your shoulders And I'm 
trust that you see it too. I mean, yeah. I love. Uh, there's really good songs on there. Wolves and Night is really good. Uh, I can feel your pain. Where have you been? That song's fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, Sleeper 1972. I can barely breathe. Fucking every song on there. Every song on there is a fucking banger. Stop. What is a song that holds sentimental value for you? Um, and why? Mm, uh, the song Limousine by Brand New. That uh, that song's possibly I, I, I don't know because I listen to a lot of sad music so it might, there might be sadder songs but like the meaning behind that song might be like the most tragic fucking thing and it just it's just a fucking like heartbreaking song it's so I don't know the story behind it tell me the story behind the song uh, Limousine um, I don't remember the exact names or anything I just remember like the vague story of it is uh, it's a song about a wedding um, that was happening and one of the uh, one of the limousines that they were using for this wedding, um, there was a I, I forget who was in the limousine, but I, I remember one of the people in the limousine was the flower girl for the wedding, and right. she was like really young. She was a really young flower girl, and then someone uh, I think a drunk driver crashed into the limousine, and something happened in the crash that made like a shrapnel of metal fly out and actually like decapitate the flower girl. And just, like, kill her. And I I think it also killed, uh... It might have been, like, the best man or something. Or it might have actually been, like, the groom or bride or some shit. But it, it, like, it just, like, killed the flower girl. And it was just so fucked up that that happened. On, like, your most special of days. Like, the fucking youngest person, possibly. Like, the most innocent person at this fucking wedding was just, like, taken away so abruptly. Well, that's awful. Yeah, it's so fucking sad. It's like the most tragic song. Uh, and like I've listened to other songs like about like cancer and loss and everything. But like those don't hit me as hard because I've never personally like anyone close to me anyway. I've never known anyone and I don't want to like jinx it or anything. And I feel yeah. I feel bad for people that do like have gone through this. And uh, Like I, it, I can't imagine how difficult it is. But like I haven't known anyone that has like cancer or like has died from something like that. Uh, mm. but like and that's that's awful but like I've known people that have just been like taken away just like abruptly without warning yeah as as, yeah. as, as I'm sure everyone has uh, mm. uh, as I'm sure you have as I'm sure anyone listening uh, has but that song just about this like fucking innocent little girl uh, who just it was like this fucking shining day and then out of nowhere her life is just taken away from her just by some fucking asshole who just couldn't make the right decisions and just yeah. drunk driving whatever um and i don't know it's it's just it's fucking crazy to me just how life is sometimes mm. <laughs> just with 
you know, one day you're just having like the best fucking day of your life with this person who you love and you're just having a conversation or just like you're just having a, it doesn't even need to be the best day of your life. You're just having a nice conversation. You're spending time with this person and you're just like, wow, I'm really glad I have this person in my life. And then the next day they're just, they're gone. And yeah. You, you can't predict that sort of shit and it's crazy. No, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's awful. It's, um, I think what is, that's what, I think that's one of the things about music though, is that like, that it's such a horrible, devastating feeling that like you say, most people can relate to in some way. And then for a band to be able to turn it into something kind of beautiful um, and also that is able to conjure up that feeling in a way that doesn't make you like die every time yeah is it's incredible the the artistry of it i think yeah because you you could listen to that song and it does sound very sad but like it gets into like some like crazy guitar riffs and shit um and fucking like when you read into the lyrics of that song it's like it's fucking it's it's just tragic yeah i think man i don't even know like she might hold on i'm gonna actually look up the story of what happened so, back in 2005, after a lovely wedding in Long Island, the Flynn family, consisting of Neil and Jennifer Lynn, and their daughters, Grace and Katie Flynn, enter a limousine with their destination being home. Unbeknownst to them, it would be the most tragic ride home ever. Highly intoxicated truck driver Martin Heidig, Heidgen oh, uh, was speeding down the Meadowbrook Parkway in his truck when he collided with the Flynn's limo. This resulted in the devastating death of a seven-year-old Katie Flynn. The accident, the accident left her decapitated, and when the family finally escaped the limo, all Mrs. Flynn had left to hold of her daughter was her head. Holy oh God. F- fuck. Oh, my God. And in the lyrics of this song, they actually have a part where they should just start, like, saying numbers. Like, one, I love you so much. Two, I love you so much. Three, I love you so much. Four, I love you so much. Five, and it goes all the way to seven. Uh, and, like, there's lyrics under that. But they're just like, but do me a favor, don't reply because I can dish it out, but I can't take it. Um, and I think that's just like about wanting to hear their voice again and just missing this person so much. And like you can fucking cry to the wind and all that shit and just like plead for them to come back. But if they actually did, you wouldn't be able to like if you heard their voice one more time, you wouldn't be able to handle it. It would just make things so much yeah. worse. In my family, uh, well, I, I don't want to get into it because then I'll just like make this go to a real somber tone. Uh, just, you know, sad stuff happen, young people, yeah. really, really tragic stuff, stuff you can't predict. Yeah. Um, but, you know, everyone goes through their shit, and it's just like, it's you, you, you gotta hold on to the memories of these people. Like, you don't want to forget them, but you hmm. can't, like, make that you, what your life is about, I guess, yeah. is the way. I don't really know how to put it eloquently. Uh, no, I think that's fairly eloquent. Yeah, just, you, you can't be all consumed by it. And you're going to have your moments where you're going to think about that person and start missing them again, but you can't, like, make it what everything is about, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. You got to keep living for that person. You certainly have. Anyway. Anyway, that song's sad. There's a lot of sad songs. I love sad songs. Let's talk about P.O.D. again. Speaking of P.O.D., um, who's your favorite artist ever? My favorite artist ever. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. 
it's P.O.D. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> yep, that's right. It was P.O.D. the whole time. Uh, favorite artist ever. Right now, I mean, I, I was talking about him for a while, but Jeff Rosenstock at the moment? Yeah. Uh, like, it's changed a lot, but Jeff Rosenstock right now, just like, the last two albums he's come out with have been, like, favorites of mine. Yeah. They're just... How did you get into him? <laughs> um, yeah. Let me think. That's a good question. Uh, I think I was really into Andrew Jackson Jihad for a bit. Right. Because uh, I, I had gone to, uh, on a whim a few years ago, a, f- a guy who's like a friend, but n- he wasn't really close or anything. He was, uh, he posted on Facebook, social media. Um, he posted, oh, I'm going to go to this like festival in Indiana called Planet X-Fex. And it's like P-L-A-N-I-T-X Fest. And it's, uh, it's a like do-it-yourself sort of I don't know why I said do it yourself. It's like it's a it's a small little festival thing that these people put together every year, where punk bands come and play, and it's like pretty small fee to get in, and you just camp out there, and you just like see bands inside of like a farmhouse, and it just it just music all day long, and I went to that, and I was like, yeah, I'll go, and it was on a whim, and I I didn't really listen to a lot of punk music or anything, but like I was like, yeah, that that sounds cool. I need to be more spontaneous. And so I went to this this show, and it was fucking. It was like one of the coolest experiences of my life. It was just such a cool time. And uh, Jeff Rosenstock, I think, played, but I didn't see his set. But I did see Andrew Jackson Jihad. And like you know how when you look up a band on like YouTube and you just listen to them and like they'll like bring up recommended music. Uh, they did that with Jeff Rosenstock at one point, and like it was a song that he had just come out with uh, called Nausea. It's a song about like being anxious and getting nauseous, like physically nauseous when people in your life are constantly asking you, oh, what are you doing with your life? Like, what do you plan on doing? Blah, blah, blah. And like going to such lengths of avoiding those people, like people that you really care about, like your family, just so you don't have to talk about those like tough, difficult subjects for you. Uh, Because you, you don't know what you're fucking doing. No one knows what they're doing. I hate people that people ask that question. Yeah. Or like when people are just like, "What do you do for a living?" Like that's stupid. Who who gives a fuck? Like just ask them how they are as a like ask them what they're into. I don't know something they actually care to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I remember hearing that and I was just like, "This song's incredible. Like this is fucking amazing songwriting." And then that whole album, uh, "We Cool," came out, and that album is wonderful. Like that's a really great album. It's just like it tackles all these topics about like anxiety growing up while everyone else is everyone else around you is growing up but wanting to like just keep things the way they are uh like friends moving away because they have to like move for work or whatever and like finding the time to see these people just how difficult it is it's you you should really listen to the album if you haven't uh 
worry tackles a lot of like more serious topics like yeah uh politics and the war and like being on the internet and like the anonymity of it and how people only give a shit about what you have to say if you like die or become a meme yeah um and but this album is just like really about like the anxieties of being a person and having to like adjust with life as you get older and changing and like coming to terms with who you are as a person and it's it's just great it's just a really good album i love it a lot um and i i love his songwriting his music's really fucking great uh he's just a great fucking musician all around um so i I, like that he has a lot of like he doesn't ever seem to sound the same like there's like we said before like so many different genres um but also so many different subjects that he tackles with his uh, lyrics and he will just constantly do new things and different things and <laughs> I feel like no Jeff Rosenstock song let alone album sounds the same yeah absolutely um, I love it because it's just so like all over the place and as someone as I'm sure you're someone I and mean, you did say you like listening to a bunch of different genres because you go for the lyrics like yeah. Jeff Rosenstock like his lyrics are really poignant and just fucking great and like he just goes mm. into all these different sort of genres with his music uh that it just like it goes all over the place and it just fits perfectly every time um yeah like he just knows what sort of genre goes with what and it's it's fucking great yeah yeah uh, no, I, I like him a lot yeah i'm glad uh he's he's just really really good um yeah i i guess yeah jeff rosenstock he's he's my favorite right now what what would you say uh is your favorite album ever uh, my favorite album ever is Songs for the Deaf by Queens of the Stone Age. Nice. Uh, that I album. feel like most people will know that because of um, the one song. Oh, yeah. No, one. no one knows, I think. Yeah. Or, um, but I assume your love of the album goes far beyond that. Oh, yeah. Um, that was one of... The, I, I bought that album when I was younger. And, like, I... I never really, uh, I don't know, it, that album is, it's just like, the the theme of it, thematically, it's just really cool, it's just like a ride through the California desert, and as you drive through the desert, like, it goes to different radio stations, and then they, like, they're just different DJs and everything, which is cool, like, there's little sort of skits in between songs, but they're not really skits, they're just, it just, it adds to, like, the sort of creepiness of the album, and just, the music on that album is just so fucking good, and one of my favorite all-time songs uh, is um, Songs for the Deaf, which yeah. is pretty late in the album. It's like seven minutes on. And it's just like such a creepy, unsettling tune. It's hard to describe that album because it, it does go to a lot of different places thematically. Hmm. And there's just like songs about God, songs about like wanting to be a millionaire and just like going fucking crazy uh, and just really 
dark like there's a song about a hanging tree just murder yeah. things like that it's it's fucking it just has to, it's such a cool album and like queens of the stone age are, are like this fucking desert rock band that are very gritty sort of unsettling sound sometimes but like other times they'll just be like really funky or like just start fucking screaming into the microphone yeah uh, so that's the thing i think i've never really i i feel like the most stuff i really know from uh Queens of Stone Age are the singles but then when you actually kind of dive into the album <laughs> you hear like they get heavy like oh yeah some of their songs are so heavy and there's uh, I wouldn't necessarily say there's screaming but there's certainly elements of that in the sound and they're like um, Josh Holm you can really hear all the kind of different elements that he brings to the band as a frontman, mm-hmm. and that's something that I don't think you necessarily get or appreciate just by listening to the singles Oh yeah, yeah. Like um, listening to the singles by themselves, they're not bad songs or anything. Yeah. Uh, but like they, they really complement. They're they're much better when they're complemented by the other tracks on the album. <laughs> Just like the way yeah. they flow into each other. Um, sure. And like a lot of times with their singles, what I've learned with Queens of Stone Age is like it's always up to like the record label what they choose as the singles. Um, yeah. And like no one knows is a fucking great song and go with the flow is too but like it was it was chosen by the record label like to be the single because it just seemed it had the most appeal uh and yeah. like i get it like those are like the easiest to like dance along to or fucking sing along to songs and it it but when you get into the album and just like thematically like it just it's so cool just, just driving through the desert which is just like what their roots are is like a sort of desert rock band i think josh home was part of another group before it called uh kyus or something k-y-u-s-s um and they were very desert rock and the first album queens of the stone age album which is like a self-titled album uh that was still very kind of desert rocky but they were finding their sound with it uh and yeah that's a great album too um uh and then after that they had rated r which is it's it's good it's not as it's probably one of their weaker albums in my opinion yeah but I'd still like it a lot. Um, and then, uh, fucking, there was this one song of theirs. Uh, it wasn't on that album, uh, Songs to the Deaf, but I remember seeing an interview about it, and the, the song is called In My Head, and uh, they made it, the record label, like the Queens of the Stone Age were on tour, and the record label was like, wow, this album's really selling well. Uh, I think it's off the album Lullabies to Paralyze. And they're like, the album's really so well. We need, we need another single. We need to make a music video for it. So they're like, oh, like make this fucking like um, music video for this song that like we we pretty much wrote for you, which was that uh, in my head. And like, oh, that song kind of sucks, but okay. So they they made a music video. And if you watch the music video, like they lear- they said in the interview, they're like, we didn't give a shit. Like we didn't give two fucks about it. So we just did the most lazy fucking performance in the music video and like if you watch the music video and you just look at like fucking josh homie's face like he's just like like so (laughs) like fucking exhausted so most of the music video is just a girl walking around um with like lights over and so it's 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 pretty funny um i like um i like stuff like that when bands clearly don't like they're trying to stick it to their label somehow like i remember seeing a video of pixies when they performed and i think it was on like um top of the pops or something mm-hmm. where they had to like lip sync oh yeah and they just they 
pretended to play their guitars very clearly not playing them and just stood with their mouths open while the track played yeah and that's amazing i saw a video like that it might have been for the same show or some other show but it was the band muse and they were on a show where the the people didn't want them to play live so they literally just swapped around instruments and like wore sunglasses and like upside down sunglasses and were just like yeah just swaying their hand up and down <laughs> past like the guitar, like clearly not playing, but it was just so fucking funny. It's so good. I love that when they like when they like clearly at odds. It's like it's it, just I, I get wanting care. to promote the song and like bring attention and get this band on your show, but like maybe let them play the song. Like why have the band on there if you're just gonna fucking play the uh, recording of it? All right, Nick, is there an artist that you? Based on all the other stuff you do like, mm-hmm. is there someone who you think you should like, but you don't and you just can't get into them? Um, I could never get into American football. like i love sad shit and just like but i like it when there's a little more energy to it and what i've heard from american football like limited what i've heard maybe if i gave them a chance and really tried to listen to it uh maybe i'd like them but i just i could never really get into them i don't know i just it just didn't really ever speak to me it just yeah it didn't really i didn't connect with it just it felt kind of maybe it felt forced i don't know yeah i feel like um I really like the emo revival stuff, like um, this kind of new wave of emo, I guess. Yeah. With things like Manchester Orchestra, um, I would say, um, Moose Blood, uh, Moose very Blood's cool good. band. Yeah. yeah. That whole sound, I really like that. And all of them, every time I listen to any of them, I get a recommendation to listen to um, American football. Right. And I guess, like, one of my friends has always been really into them, and I never really listened. And I kept seeing these this name come up based on all these other bands I was listening to. And I was like, this band are going to be so fucking good. I'm going to listen to it. And maybe it was my own expectation of it that it had to be amazing yeah. based on how much it inspired. But they weren't as good as I wanted them to be. Oh, yeah. No, I think that's the same thing with me. Because like, all the stuff I listen to, like Spot- if I listen to it on Spotify, as you were saying, like they'll recommend shit. And always I get recommended American Football. And I've heard people talk about them and really hyped them up, being like, wow, American football is like the best band. Oh, they're so emo, blah, blah, blah. And then I actually listen to it, and I'm just like, eh, eh, I don't, this isn't as good as I was hoping. Like, I don't, this isn't really getting me. And it's funny, because, like, I I guess that could happen with really any band that gets kind of hyped up. But I I guess I was lucky, because, like, with Brand New, I really like Brand New, and I would listen to Yahoo Music, and that's on, um, it's some oh sick transit gloria that's the name of it uh and then uh so that song i heard through yahoo music because it just like came on because it's like a random shuffle and i'm like oh this is pretty good i like this and then 
people were talking about how good like brand new is and how good like their albums like devil and god were and everything and i'm like okay and i listened to those and i actually liked them a lot because i was familiar with their like that other song by them but american football like i didn't hear them at all no before like people were just like wow they're so good blah blah and then i actually listened to them like "Mm, no no so i think i only (laughs) really i think i only can really like bands if i just stumble upon them beforehand and I can empathize with that though, definitely, because uh, there's something about finding it yourself that makes something so good. Mm-hmm. Whereas when something is overhyped, it's quite difficult to have that same like emotional attachment to it. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing about American football for me is like they had one album in like 1999 or something, and it was like people talk about it as if it was like the that they were just like this enormous band and they were so great or whatever right and it's like they had one album and then they fucked off and then they came back 15 years later or more maybe and did another album and it's like they didn't for me like that's probably a couple of years too early for me with that genre right if it had been two or three years later i'd have heard them there'd have been something i was listening to and maybe i'd have been excited when they come back but like my age and what i was listening to at the time it just didn't it, it wasn't the right kind of movement for me, I guess. Yeah, I guess maybe if I heard it when I was younger, I don't know. Like, maybe if I was listening to them at the time I was really getting into, like, the sad shit from Brand New. Yeah. Then it would be different. But, like, I don't know. It's just hearing them now. Like, I guess because I listened to Brand New back then, I appreciate them for what they were to me back then of just, like, this really sad band for the most part. Yeah. And just angsty, and I was like, that was me at the time. And then, like, with new, like, emo revival, where it's, like, bands that are, they, they have sad lyrics, but they'll, like, get into, like, really, like, like, sort of sound and things. Like, you, you have, like, yeah. sorority noise, and you have moose blood, and you got, like, uh, just all these different bands, Remo Drive, those sort of bands. Uh, and where I am now like I, I get that more because it's like oh I, I, I like I like the sad lyrics or like the lyrics are just like really moody but the music yeah. is like more upbeat and I can I can get along with that more I don't know yeah for sure yeah no I like that I feel like that's something that's quite enjoyable about those new wave bands and like I um I particularly like I really like Moose Blood and I think there's their lyrics are very earnest and sad oh, yeah. and interesting, but I think that the the melodies in the band they don't sound dreary, and I think like to me American football is a little bit just like dull maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get that. Um. Okay. So, is there an artist who you like? Everything they do, like though you could put a record out tomorrow and you're gonna listen to it and like it even before you've heard it. Yeah, so uh, Carly Rae Jepsen. It's going to really, really go off the topic of like the emo and like yeah. rock bands we've been talking about. Uh, but Carly Rae Jepsen. I fucking love Carly Rae Jepsen. She's so good. She's so, so good, dude. Like, you Tell me know. why. Uh, because her songs are just so fucking synthy and very 80s and like new wave sounding, but like just yeah. with like fucking just great songwriting all around all of her songs like pretty much all of her songs are being about like being in love with a boy or like wanting a boy to date her and it's just the funniest shit to me or like having boy problems or just like anything like that uh and her her album emotions um her album emotions that came out uh i think like maybe two years ago it was a great album. Like people knew her for Call Me Maybe, which when that song came out, 
That was like the fucking biggest song for the longest time. And yeah. I remember I was kind of annoyed by <laughs> it just because like everyone knows that fucking song. Yeah. It was played everywhere. And I was like, oh, like, it's, I guess it's not bad, but God, this is so fucking annoying that this is the only song I ever hear. But then um, pretty soon uh, after that, uh, fucking, well, I, she came out with that album, well, not pretty soon after, it was a few years after. She came out the album where the, the hit song off of it was uh, I Really, Really Like You. Uh, Or like, I really, really, really like you, that sort of song. Uh, And people, like, it was was kind of a hit, but it wasn't near the level of Call Me Maybe. Because people only took Carly Rae Jepsen as being the sort of one-hit wonder. Yeah. But if you listen to the rest of the album, like, the song themes and everything just go together so well. And just the synth sound of it is so fucking great. And then they came out with Emotions uh, B-side, which is like, I don't know, like, six seven songs long maybe but it's right. so fucking good oh my god <sighs> every song on there is a fucking banger and it just oh god like if i want to get myself in a good mood i'll just yeah. listen to carly ray jepson and i am um, it's funny because i had I, to me until very recently she was that girl who sang call me maybe right and then maybe six weeks ago will was talking about carly ray jepson <laughs> and basically what happened is he had found this essay about her that is like a 60, 70 page thesis that talks about the fact that every single one of her songs and all her lyrics and all her videos and everything is all about the same person. Oh, yeah, yeah. And apparently this this like thesis goes into enormous detail and presents this really convincing argument that every single thing she's talking about ever is all about this one guy who like doesn't even know she exists and I've got it bookmarked in my emails to read this thesis and to look at all the videos explaining like this theory yeah <laughs> no I, I know I know what you're talking about uh, I think it was um, Max Landis who did that Max Landis is a like very polarizing figure people either love or hate Max Landis I feel like I don't really know anything about him but yeah. I need to find out and I need to read this he also well like, I mean you don't need to thing. read it either because he made like videos about it too I guess well apparently they're <laughs> included in it mm. so and he just like goes into th- uh, further detail around everything so I'm in- intrigued around it because yeah. armed with that information when I was then listening to her album I was like I can hear this. I can hear this thread all the way through. Mm-hmm. But then I guess I only listened to one album. I haven't listened to all of them or like linked it back to music videos and everything. So I'm intrigued and I want to find out more. But she's very catchy. Yeah, no, she is very catchy. And it's crazy to think that every song is about the same guy. Um, also, I'm just in love with Carly Rae Jepsen. So that's, yeah. that's just me being biased. But, I mean, I'm pretty sure she listens to this podcast. Oh, so yeah. If you want to do hey, a proposal. Hey, Carly, um, if you ever want to call me sometime, just or DM me on Twitter. There I am. Why didn't you just say... Why, it, right, try it again, but say call me maybe. Okay, call me maybe. Like the okay, song. There we get it? Get <laughs> there it? There we go. Hey, you, do you get... Hey, do you get that? Do you get it? <laughs> Her music is just so fucking catchy, man. I don't know. I just... I just... I feel it. I just feel it on, yeah. like, an emotional level. I just... It just puts me in such a good mood. Um, nice. That's what you want from music, I guess, is being able to experience all those different emotions. You can listen to Limousine and be broken as a result. And then listen to Carly Rae Jepsen immediately Jepson after. pep yourself up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just like, oh my god, I can't believe that seven-year-old girl got decapitated. But Carly Rae Jepsen has boy problems. All right! <laughs>
<laughs> well, that's funny. That's the funny thing about that that one song, uh, "Boy Problems," is that uh, yeah, I'm just gonna keep talking about that one song. Uh, I mean, she has other songs I like too, but uh, that that song's funny to me because it's not exactly about her having boy problems it's just about a friend that that's all they talk about like that's all they fucking talk about is how fucking because everyone has that one friend that just like complains about their relationship all the time oh yeah or at some point has had a friend like that and it's just like oh my god like if you're having such problems just fucking end it or like stop talking about it like i'm not your fucking therapist uh, and it's, it's, yeah, it's great. Be charging for it and she's just poking fun at herself and shit because she knows she's been that person uh, or she is that person sometimes, and it's just like, you know, just shut up. Like, I should shut up, too. But, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, Carly Rae Jepsen. That's a good one. That's a goodie. Okay, so that those were the main questions. Mm. So then the next thing to do is to say... Um, we find you on the internet as one trick Tofani on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Is that your Instagram as well? Uh, my Instagram is Nick T I B E. Uh, so Nick, the letter T, the letter I, and then B E. So there you go. That's that's my Instagram. Nick it B. Nick T I B, not it B. Oh. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Nick Time. <laughs> Nick, Nick Time. Yeah, Nick Time. That's. I mean, that's Got how it. you kind of read it phonetically. Um, but more importantly, where do people find your um, designs? Uh, they can find it uh, either on my Twitter, where I post them, on Instagram, or if you want to buy them, you can go to tpublic.com slash user slash one trick Tofani. And that's, that's the spelling tofani. of one. O-N-E-T-R-I-C-K-T-O-F-A-N-I. Uh, the link to it is also on my Instagram and also in my Twitter <laughs> bio. So if you can't remember how to spell it, just go there or even DM me and I'll send you a link because nice. whatever, man. Yeah, I would like not to sound like a uh, advertisement, but they those t-shirts, I said to you when the first one came, I was like, this is surprisingly good quality. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, it's fucking that, great quality. When you buy a t-shirt, like a printed t-shirt online, you often expect it to like go in the washing machine and come out like in bits. Mm-hmm. But it, they're really good. They're really nice and soft. And yeah. the designs are really good. And um, I'm a big fan. I'm going to get more. Yeah, uh, it's a friend of mine actually mentioned to me. Uh, well, he, he asked me recently. He's like, why didn't you use this other website like Teespring where you can set the prices yourself and you just get pure profit based off whatever sells. But like the quality of print for them is not super great. Yeah. And I wanted quality over just like, you know, making money off i mean i do want to make money don't get me wrong but the the quality the quality comes first for me yeah of course like more people are going to come back and buy more if it's a good product rather than like you buy some shit once to help your friend out and then you're like oh fuck that was a waste of money like i want it to be something that people actually want to wear yeah not just not just like as a design but like as a quality fucking shirt yeah like no they're good they're good and i would recommend to lots of people anyone who listens and also those who don't yes you who is not listening right now go out there go outside don't listen to the podcast get on your phone buy a t-shirt. and order it from your phone don't even yeah. use your computer and for those people who are listening go find the nearest person who isn't <laughs> and tell them to buy a nick Tafani t-shirt <laughs> for god's sake what are you doing just what are you wasting doing? your time yeah 
What do you say? You hey, if you already bought one, go tell someone else to buy one. Or exactly. you know what? Pay Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Buy another one. Yeah. <laughs> Wear the first one while you buy the second one. Yeah, I mean, if you just support my stuff. Uh, and if you do listen to this and you're like, hey, you know what? I am going to get something. And you do get it and it gets to you. Please take a photo of it either on you or just a photo of it and send it to me at one trick to funny because I love that. That's like my favorite thing. Oy! Okay, um, do you want to recommend a song to play out the podcast? Uh, can I recommend any or should I recommend what I wrote down? You can recommend whatever the fuck you like, my friend. Okay. Uh, I want to do uh, the song to to send us out with. Let's do uh, Julian Baker, uh, Turn Out the Lights, a new song off her new album that I absolutely adore. Nice. Yeah. I'll play that Great. in a moment. But before I do that, I will say thank you. Thank you. For being a guest. I've enjoyed it. Like, as I said to you before, I always enjoy your music recommendations. You've turned me on to some very good bands. And... Hopefully, people listening will feel the same. So, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. It has. What a delightful boy you are. (laughs) Thank you, I feel delightful. You're a delightful boy too. (laughs) Oh my god, look at us. The Two Delightful Boys, a new podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Two Delightful Boys, your eighth podcast in your podcast empire. (laughs) Yeah. All recorded today. (laughs) All recorded. This is one conversation. You're going to use your your same audio for every single one. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm just going to cut round different bits. <laughs> yeah, just put it in different orders. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, thank you, man. There's a hole in the drywall Still not fixed I just haven't gotten There's no
Oh, one last thing, actually, very, very quickly. You're not allowed to elaborate. You just have to give me an answer. First thing that comes into your head. Mm -hmm. What would your band be called? Okay. My band would be called... First thing that comes to my head. That's it. (laughs) You broke my brain. Uh, No. Um, God... Fuck, I don't even know now. You made me put too much thought into it. Oh, God, Anxiety. That's the name of my band, Anxiety. (laughs) Nice, good, I like it. But it's it's spelled... Yeah, it's called (laughs) Anxi-I-T. 